Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Okay, before we get started, I want to tell you about our first sponsor for today's episode, Heart and Soul Weddings. Heart and Soul Weddings is a wedding planning service that plans events that uniquely capture your vision. As a recent bride, trust me when I tell you that hiring someone who knows the wedding world and can take over on the day for you so you can just celebrate is so important. Marie from Heart and Soul Weddings was actually that very person for me and my husband. Everyone from my bridal party to family, to friends, loved her, and we all recommend her still. And we've all been in a ton of weddings, so that says a lot. If you're a bride-to-be this year or next year or the year after that, set up a free consultation with Marie at heartandsoulweddings.com. I'm telling you, I cannot imagine how my day would have gone without her, and I don't want to have to imagine it. I don't want you to have to imagine it either. Go chat with Marie, and then you and I can drink chai and swap stories on how great of a wedding planner she is. That's heartandsoulweddings.com. Hello friend and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast and I am so excited that you are here. I'm also so excited for today's episode but before we continue I just want you to know that I am for you. My heart is for you, for you to walk with Jesus well, for you to live purposefully and I hope and pray that you're encouraged and equipped by this incredible episode. I want to encourage you too before we start to encourage one friend today by sharing this episode with them, just one person, build them up in their walk with Christ. I know that I can't wait to share it with all of my friends, which is all of you. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the She Lives Purposefully podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode um, and leave a review so that others stumbling on here will know whether or not they should check it out. Okay, so whether you are taking notes, cleaning your house, cooking, driving home from work, maybe you're at work, get ready to be encouraged and equipped. I am so excited for today's episode. We're kind of taking a different approach today, um, and we're actually going to be talking with a registered dietitian and nutrition coach. Her name is Brittany Braswell, and we're going to be talking about intuitive eating and faith, um, and also just like what in the world does scripture have to do with our bodies and our relationships with food, and this is a topic that I have been very intrigued by lately. Um... And so when Brittany reached out, I was super excited about diving into this topic more to see what scripture says about our relationship with our body, our relationship with food, um, and really kind of just talking about dieting and and how... um, you know, almost toxic a lot of the conversations around food and body can be and hoping to shift the conversation um, from from that to something that is God glorifying and hopefully have that shift in our lives. So I'm excited for this conversation and I'm excited for you to hear it. Um, So yeah, sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. 
Before we continue, I want to tell you about another sponsor for today's episode, Sand and City. Sand and City is a shop that designs, creates, and of course, sells clay earrings. And you guys, I just bought from this business last month. I'm not exaggerating. Go get some handmade art that meets everyday wear. Sand and City is a woman-run and Christian-run business. I know the two ladies who run this business personally, and they are such gems who put so much care into each piece that they create and it shows because these earrings are so cute. I think I have at least six pairs in my room right now. Um, They even have a pair named after me, yours truly. It's also currently in my room so go check that out. You can find Sand and City on Instagram at Sand and City 2 or on Etsy and they will be linked in the show notes and guess what? For the month of May, exclusive to She Lives Purposely podcast listeners, They are giving you 15% off with the code SLP15 and it's free shipping after $35. I especially love the Camilla earring, so go grab that and we can match. Go support women-run and Christian-run businesses and get some handmade clay earrings you'll wear on the regular. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the She Lives Purposefully podcast. I already gave a little bit of an intro, but why don't you introduce yourself because nobody can do it better than you can. Um, Tell (laughs) us who you are, what you do, um, and why you're passionate about what we're talking about today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Megan. It is such a pleasure to be here. Um, and I love, I just love your show. I think I shared something about it on my Instagram recently. It's, it's just a refreshing thing. So I'm excited to talk to you and your listeners today, um, especially about the topic. We're going to be chatting about intuitive eating and really working on that from a scriptural, biblical standpoint, which is a subject I'm super passionate about. Um, But just, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version of me. Um, My name, like you said, is Britton Braswell. I am a registered dietitian by education. um, And I own and operate a private practice where I really focus on coaching and counseling women through the recovery process from, some of them have eating disorders. Some of them just have a lot of disordered relationship with food. Um, They may have a lot of food related guilt or body shame. And there's so much, and I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here for so many of your listeners and maybe even for you, Megan, where diet culture has just infiltrated. It seems like everything Mm -hmm. um, these days. And so I get really passionate about helping women recognize what that looks like and helping them break free from that bondage so that they can really become the experts themselves. And they're not trying to rely on all these external rules and regulations to tell them when to eat and how they should eat and what really works well for their bodies. Yeah, I I love that. I love it so much. And I was sharing with you a little bit before that this is something that I am trying to dive into myself um, in my own personal just life and journey. And um, so I think it's so important. It's such an important conversation. And I think we're called to do all things under the Lord, um, even eating and drinking um, and how we view ourselves. Um, And I think, you know, and I've talked about this too, I think I believe on the podcast before, but over like decades and centuries, there have been different like ideal body images and different things like that, Um, different diet fads that we're encouraged to do. What was popular now is like a taboo 10 years ago, you know, different things Mm -hmm. along those lines. Um, And one, I think it causes us to be really insecure about ourselves I had somebody actually ask on Instagram yesterday like where where does insecurity come from and like how to conquer that and I think a big part of it is something we're Mm -hmm. so fed Um, but two it can just be 
causing a really unhealthy relationship with how we view our bodies and our relationship with food because what we're supposed to be doing, quote unquote, is is changing every single day almost it feels like. Um, right. You know, the new trends of what is healthy, what's unhealthy. Um, so I, I am here to learn and I'm going to be doing a lot of listening um, because I really don't know too much about the podcast. But what I love about what you do is you are a Christian and you're someone who involves um, the Lord into this process of our relationship with food our relationship with our bodies. And and I think that's so important because there's so many, you know, incredible people out there who are dietitians and who help women in this area. Um, but to be able to involve the Lord in it is something that I think is so important because he is the one who created our bodies and created food yes, and knows, you know, yes. what is best. So um, why, let's just start with the first question here. Why is how we as Christian women view our bodies and food matter. Why does it matter um, as a Christian? You know how we see how we see our relationship to those things, and why does it matter? I guess specifically biblically. I love I love this question, and I think I might sort of break it down into two parts. Yes, um, because it all goes together. But I want to. There's a couple things that I think might be helpful to address when it comes to the body and food. Um, so I'll say, like with the body, the way that we view our bodies is really largely impacted by the way that we perceive our own identity and value. And so something that I notice a lot with my clients, we really start from the get go, not with, okay, let's talk about what you're eating and what you wouldn't change. Like that doesn't, that doesn't really help anything. And so we start off first looking at what are their core beliefs. And so I think this really matters a lot as Christian women, because what you believe is going to like all your different thoughts are going to stem from your core beliefs. So I would define a core belief as anything that you believe to be 100% true 100% of the time. So you've, you've got those root things that, you know, all your thoughts are going to kind of stem from throughout the day. Um, and then those thoughts are going to impact what we feel and our emotions. And those together really heavily influence our identity or our, I'll, I'll say our perceived identity, right? Because how we perceive our identity isn't necessarily accurate, but that perceived identity is going to really impact our actions and our behaviors and choices. And so if we are viewing our body any differently than the Lord views it, this is, this is like a hard hitter, I think for some people, but it's really likely that we have a sneaky idol in our life and that we're seeking our identity in something other than the Lord. And so that, um, that maybe we're diving in deeply sort of quick here, but I think body idolatry is something that not a lot of people think of. And I, and it's a hard turn to hear because most people go, Brittany, like my body is like the last thing from an idol for me. Right. But really an idol is just, it's something that has taken a place greater than the Lord in your life in this, in terms of how much time do you spend thinking about it? Yeah. How much energy do you, do you put into it? How much value do you give to it? And so even if it's not maybe your current body, maybe it's the pursuit of something, um, a, a pursuit of a specific type of body. But I love, I, I love bringing women back to even just the first chapter of Genesis where like God is going through the creation story. Right. And people are always like, well, how am I supposed to know my body's actually good? And God goes through, like, you know, he created the land and the sea and, you know, he separated the waters and he saw that it was good and he created all these animals and saw that it was good. And then he gets to Adam, right? And he, he creates human. And not only does he create us in his own image, which is probably a topic for 
another day. Like we could dive into that separately, yeah. but, um, but he gets there and the last verse of Genesis says, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. Like he adds that very, because I think, and this is, um, this is my sort of just perspective on this verse. I love that that's there because I think we need so much reassurance that our bodies are good and that God doesn't make mistakes, right? Like, yes, we are absolutely called to steward our bodies and to care for them well, but they're inherently good. So that's kind of my take on like why it's really important, um, how we view our body and especially from that biblical standpoint. Um, and then it's from, from a food standpoint, like food is really made to, to be a gift to not just nourish us. You've, you've probably heard this Megan where people say like, oh, you either eat to live or you live to eat, right? And I think that that's so polarizing, right? Because we need both. Um, we wouldn't have been given taste buds if there wasn't mm. supposed to be some aspect of enjoyment, right? We don't want food to become an idol either, um, but it can satisfy us, you know, physically. And it can also give us some enjoyment from that, that side of satisfaction. And so thank you God for taste buds. Like, I love that I don't have to have the same single, you know, the same foods every day and the same textures and temperatures. And, um, and I think if I was just going to maybe even give just like a little quick tip or tidbit to women when it comes to like, how do I see, how do, how do I work on the way that I view food and, and make it different? If you can cut out the words healthy and unhealthy mm. when it comes to food um, or like good and bad, I hear this all the time. Like, if, if someone, if someone were to ask me like, Brittany, have you ever referred to like good foods and bad foods? Like, I mean, I would raise my hand. I used to do that. And in a couple of places in scripture, but in Matthew 15, and then again, in, um, Mark seven, there's a scripture that goes through, it says like, what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, mm-hmm. but it's what comes out of their mouth that defiles them. It's, it's the things that come out of your heart. And so that's, that's kind of that passage where the Lord really kind of goes and, and declares all foods clean. He goes back and and he's fulfilled, you know, those food laws and the things from the Old Testament. And so we're able now to say, okay, well, I can change my, I can change my view on food. Foods aren't good or bad. Instead of saying that, you can, a really great question to start with is, how is this benefiting me right now? Or what what is something beneficial I'm taking from this? Because sometimes it's nutritional right? Like sometimes we may be eating something and a benefit is it's giving me energy or it's giving me carbohydrate or protein or vitamin C or whatever. And sometimes it's, this food is allowing me a way to connect with someone and to pour into them and Mm. to get away from being isolated and, you know, to enjoy something, right? There's all kinds of, of benefits that food and the opportunities to eat can give us too. So, um, that's kind of, I think that's just a couple of different ways we can really sort of prioritize or, or change the way that we are are viewing our food and viewing our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, so diving off of what you were just talking about, because um, you really emphasize, it sounds like, to intuitive eating and, and doing that from a godly perspective. Could you explain to us what intuitive eating um, is and then off of that too even – how it seems like we're actually encouraged to eat in culture. Um, So I I guess from what I'm trying to get at, I I guess I would say is like, we're really encouraged to have all of these different like diets and fads and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So what is intuitive eating compared to those things? 
Yeah, so intuitive eating is uh, an evidence-based framework or kind of way to approach your health from a non-diet, weight-neutral perspective. So meaning like if, if someone comes to me and they want to learn how to get back in tune with their body. So really the goal of intuitive eating is to cultivate body awareness. And really something I like to work with my clients on is to remove the obstacles maybe that are preventing that. Okay. So we have this um, sort of nerdy term that I'll use called interoceptive awareness. And it's really just this concept of being able to um, access, understand, and like respond to your, your body's patterns. Right. So like an example of if you have some interoceptive awareness, you probably recognize when your bladder's full, right? Like you right. might can tell, okay, I probably need to go to the bathroom in like 30 minutes, you know, if you're driving in the car or, okay, like I need to go now. That's a form of recognizing an internal signal. Um, another one you might think of is like a racing heart, right? So um, my, one of my children a couple nights ago, like, didn't know he was awake and he came around the corner and I jumped at my skin because I thought he was asleep and I felt my heart racing, right? That is a form of interoceptive awareness. And so what intuitive eating really likes to help us focus on when it comes to body awareness is things like hunger and fullness and how do you feel when you eat, you know, certain things or amounts or how do you feel after, um, both physically and mentally. Mm. And so the the goal is to really help you eat in a way that nourishes you well and that doesn't leave you feeling deprived. Um, and and I love this. There's so much research around it. Um, there's intuitive eating is a book, so um, you can absolutely go and and get that resource. It's been written by a couple of really highly qualified dietitians that are very familiar with disordered eating, and that's kind of their specialty as well. Um, and so I really like to use intuitive eating as a tool. I, I think especially in the context of bringing scripture into it, like intuitive eating can't stand alone. Mm. I've had a lot of, a lot of people say, well, I've read the book and I just, I don't know how to do it or I can't make it happen or what's the problem. Like, that's why we have to invite the Lord like into the process. Um, and when I talked about kind of removing some of the barriers of like getting in tune with your body, there's other things to consider too, like trauma history, right? Like, I've had a lot of a lot of women that I've worked with that have varying types of we call them like a big T trauma that might be some type of abuse um, and other maybe we would call them like a little T trauma of things that maybe you don't even realize fully impact the way that you relate to your body or other people or the way that you see food and so there's all these different facets and aspects of how we really connect to our bodies and how we ask the Lord to bring those things to light so that we can get away, like you said, from, from the different fad diets and food rules, because culture says here, do this diet, follow these rules. And here's our like promised result, or here's what you can expect to happen when you cut out, cut out carbs or cut out sweets or cut out, like do only proteins or those diets, just like you said, Megan have changed so much throughout the years we had, we've had times where it was do all low carb or oh no now it's all all low fat and all these different things that uh, they really need to be personalized mm. to, to everybody and so um so yeah the the concept of intuitive eating is really we're working on it, like making peace and accepting all foods knowing that there's no food that has to be off limits or you know taboo um and really working to just increase the variety and eat in a way that 
that nourishes you, you know, both physically and mentally. Yeah, I love that. And you touched on this a little bit, but um, why do you think that this, that intuitive eating um, is a God-glorifying way to have a relationship with food and, you know, with our bodies, um, as opposed to, let's say, a diet? Like, why would you say that this is something that really does glorify the Lord? Um, Yeah. Yeah, so so the Lord created us with all of these different hormonal signals and processes in our body to be able to have that level of trust with him, but also within ourselves to recognize when are we hungry? When are we full? Um, And there's a difference between being full and being satisfied, right? Like I could probably eat a whole bowl of carrots if I was really hungry and I might be physically full. It's probably not going to be that satisfying, right? So um, I love that the Lord gave us so much variety of food and I think it, it really kind of, that idol sort of sneaks back in when we start saying, okay, well, God, obviously like the way you designed me, like I'm broken, I don't work. So I can't trust my body and that must mean I can't trust you either. And so I'm going to trust this other person who's going to tell me exactly what to do so that I can, you know, take the responsibility off me or so that I don't, you know, have to try to trust myself with this process. And so I love that we were created so intentionally by such a creative God. Um, and I see it every day in the women that I work with and regardless, like for so many of them, they've, they've, they haven't stewarded their bodies in a way that, that maybe they would have liked to right? from all kinds of disordered eating behaviors. And yet the Lord builds in so, so many uh, survival mechanisms, I guess would be a good way to say yeah. it, to try to really help us keep going. Um, it's, it's amazing what we put our bodies through that the Lord says, okay, this isn't what I want you to do, but I want you to keep going. Like there's a, there's a better way to do this. And so mm. um, there's, there's 10 different principles of intuitive eating and several of them again, like I put together like a a free resource on my website with this just to kind of help people get a general outline. But each of the principles aligns with scripture and from from the way that I have read through it. And I love it. Um, I can kind of give you maybe like a couple of examples. Um, One of them, one of them has to do with challenging the food police. And so the food police is like kind of those thoughts or voices you might get in your head about you should eat this or you shouldn't eat this or that's bad or you know if you're going to do that you better you know exercise or fill in the blank whatever before you have to earn your food those kind of thoughts that come up right and and I love in scripture I think disordered eating so often is it's a spiritual battle it's spiritual warfare and the enemy tries to isolate us and to try to make us feel like again we can't we can't trust ourselves and that we can't trust the Lord. And, and I love in uh second Corinthians chapter 10, it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And when we have those thoughts about I'm bad because I ate this mm-hmm. or we're feeling shame because of something we've done, we we've got to learn to take that thought captive because that is never something the Lord is never going to shame us. He came and gave his life, up for us Mm. that's you know to to move us away from that shame as much as possible and to to take that guilt away so um so i love being able to just say hey yes um it's not just about let's reframe your thoughts and focus on something else but let's do it in a way that 
getting rid of these sort of toxic or harmful thoughts and let's bring scripture and bring the Lord into it to not just try to put a band-aid on what you're doing, but yeah. to really set you up for recognizing truth so that you can identify the lie the next time. Yeah, I love that because I think a big part of it too, like you said, is kind of that idol at the very, you know, at the very beginning of our conversation and and almost approaching food and diets and maybe even working out or whatever it is from a body image perspective and idolizing that um, and from kind of these negative thoughts and, and not recognizing, you know, um, who God created us to be versus, you know, just having a better relationship with food and appreciating the things that the Lord has given me. Um, and I remember doing one time, I w- went on a retreat a couple of months ago, and it was with Sadie Robertson and a, and a couple of girls, and she kind of did a workout class with the girls, but the whole kind of message around it was just like thanking the Lord that if, you know, you are able to do this, that you are able to do this, and doing it at your own pace and not pushing yourself and all of these kind of things. Um, and, I, and I feel like it kind of sounds similar with intuitive eating and focusing on, you know, um, especially from a Christian perspective, like, okay, like how the Lord created my body to, you know, be able to eat and know when to stop and all of those things. And so, and so kind of listening to how the Lord created my body to do that versus forcing it to do something that might not actually be healthy for it, but might get me, you know, six pack, a six pack or whatever, you know, but, (laughs) um, is not actually going to be beneficial, um, for it. So I feel like that's kind of, um, yeah, my, my thoughts on it. So I love everything that you're sharing. So we've kind of dived into, um, and would you say that all that is accurate, everything that I just shared or would yeah. you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that even, I love what you just said too, Megan, because one of the, one of the principles of intuitive eating is about joyful movement, mm. like being able to move your body in a way that you're recognizing like what feels good and how does it impact me versus I feel an obsession around moving my body to earn food or to, you know, quote unquote, make up for something or because I should. Um, so yes, like, like moving your body in a way that honors God too is fantastic. And it's definitely something that, that scripture dives into and that we have to consider, um, when we're looking at intuitive eating as a whole. So yeah, love that. I love that. Yay. Good. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked about intuitive eating and what it is. Um, but let's dive into it a little bit more, kind of how we can grow our mental, physical, and spiritual health with it. Um, and we've kind of touched on these things in different aspects, but really just diving into, and we can tackle them one at a time or all together, all together. Um, but that is something that you touch on, um, on your site and something, you know, so how can we really use intuitive eating, um, to grow our mental health, physical health, and spiritual health? So, so I, I, the way I kind of teach this with my clients is that we really are like, there's so many ways that we were made in God's image. And, and I think one of those things is that we're, we're three parts sort of similarly, like we, we have this part of us, we're a spirit, like we, there's something about us that's eternal, right? That connects with the Holy Spirit. But then, so that's our, that's our, our spirit man, if we want to call it that. And then we have a soul. That's our, you know, our mind, our will, our emotions. That's where you get your personality and your different character traits. And then we live in a body, right? Like our body is something that allows us to carry out our day-to-day activities. Um, but it's not who we are, right? And so I think the first and foremost thing you've got to focus on is prioritizing your 
like your physical, mental, and spiritual health, because when they're out of order, and I love that our God is a God of order. (laughs) And so when, when they're out of order, that is, that's, that's what kind of opens the door for those idols to sneak in. Right. And so I would say the first thing is prioritize growing your spiritual health first, because really whatever you feed or nourish or pour into, that's what grows. Um, and so, yes, we, I mean, we don't want to ignore our mental health or physical health by any means, but if those are the things that are running the show to speak, um, then that's our our spirit's going to kind of decline, which really makes everything else decline. And so definitely some like practical ways of growing in your spiritual health, you know, getting in the word prayer, um, worship, connecting with other believers has been really huge for me. Um, and I know that can, that can feel really difficult when you've got a lot of shame around your body, um, or gosh, especially even after the last couple of years, people are so it's kind of just become habitual almost to, to spend more time on your own. And when you have that accountability and support from other people, it can also really help you get some more clear perspective. Mm. Um, so having others be able to pour into you and, and filtering that again through the word of God to be able to say, okay, what, maybe what is the Lord trying to teach me through someone else? Um, so when you're, when your spiritual health, like when we're focused on growing that, the mental and physical things tend to align more because <laughs> it might sound silly sometimes, but when you're closer to the Lord, it makes, it makes so much sense to just, I mean, ask him about things like, yeah. okay, Lord, how, how do you want me to steward my body today? What are some things that I can do to, to honor you with the way that I nourish myself, the way that I move, the way that I rest? That is one that gets left out so often. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know about you, Megan, but I know it's so easy for me to just like have a constant to-do list and feel like, and I know you're, you're pretty newly married now. So you've got, you've got someone else now to consider in your schedule. Right. Y'all probably have things you do together, you know, on the evenings or weekends or you're not working. And it's so easy to want to fill our schedule and not account for rest. And we need rest to go to grow spiritually, mentally, and physically, mm. right? Like we need that, the physical rest that might be sleep, right? Or other types of physical rest that might be just relaxing, like letting your muscles, like people are like, that sounds so lazy, but it's not. Rest right. is so productive. Our body needs it. Mm. And so just even like reclining and relaxing, stretching um, can be helpful. Mental rest, like getting, sometimes it's setting down social media. Sometimes, um, and this may be kind of a combination of mental and spiritual rest. Maybe it's getting rid of like turning off a secular, you know, radio station for a while and popping in like, you know, your Christian radio station or some albums or, you know, (laughs) wherever you like to stream music and filling your, filling your mind with, with truth and with, with worship. Um, so, so definitely, you know, mentally to help you grow, um, I would say seeking support again from someone having some accountability from someone who's going through something similar as you can be really helpful to know that you're connected and to know that you're not the only one going through maybe a struggle with food or your body or something else. But it's also so important for the, from the growth standpoint to make sure that you have someone around you who can pour into you and help you like see see the light at the end of the tunnel and see what's over the hill because I think that's where so many people get tripped up as they say okay I've 
I've got somebody who understands now. Mm. And that's amazing. You do need that. But it kind of comes back to like that, that sort of cliche analogy or example that like, it's so much easier to pull someone down from a chair than for someone in a chair to pull you up. And it's not to say that the people you're connected with maybe are making your struggle worse, but it can be really hard if they haven't broken through to the other side to say like, Hey, let me keep you accountable to this. And Hey, here's what's possible on the other side. And I think you need that in all three of those areas, spiritually, mentally, and physically to really get growth. I love that. I, I think that's so important. And everything you said talking about growing our spiritual health and every tip that you gave, I think is so important. Um, and I love too, that you talked about like, it's, you know, of course, important to focus on and, um, you know, better our mental and physical health, but spiritual does come first. And because it impacts the other two, it really does. Um, and I think it kind of almost ties back to, um, idolatry and like just thinking about morning routine and maybe prioritizing working out versus reading your Bible, you know, different things like that. Um, and not that there's any, you know, condemnation or anything like that, but I think, I think it does at least, you know, sometimes definitely speak to me. I'm like, okay, am I going to prioritize like making sure I get my workout in right now in the next 30 plus minutes, or am I going to prioritize reading scripture? Um, and, and making sure that I am growing in my relationship with the Lord. So I love that you, that you talked about all of that. Um, and I think this conversation was just so enlightening and so helpful. Um, so just wrapping up, do you have one bit of encouragement related to this topic or unrelated, um, to this topic for the She Lives Purposefully listeners? And then after that, um, too, if you can let us know where we can find you, website, Instagram, all of it, um, so that people can check out what you, what you're talking about and what you have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, let me try to tie a couple of things in together real quickly. And what I would say as far as encouragement goes is that, Number one, like nobody ever sort of recovered or, you know, like moved from a place of body shame to acceptance by accident, right? Like it takes intentionality Mm -hmm. and, but it's so possible, right? Like, and it's not failure to ask, to ask for help or guidance. Like that shows so much wisdom and trust and faith in the Lord that like, God, I'm in a place right now where I'm struggling. Please lead me to someone who who can shed some light on this. It shows so much wisdom and trust. Um, And again, like you're not the only one with the struggle that you've got. It may feel like it because you may not know of anyone around you who is going through the same thing, but it's probably because they're too afraid to talk about it too. So um, find your people, get get around your people and make sure you've got someone that can really um, support you and guide you through the process. Um, So I think that would be probably just my, my last bit of encouragement. And then um, if if you guys uh, want to connect with me, I would love to touch base with you. I am on Instagram at Brittany Braswell RD. Um, but if after today's conversation, you want to learn a little bit more about what intuitive eating looks like, especially from a biblical perspective, um, I do have a free resource on my website called Faith Over Fear. Um, it's a free ebook you can download and it walks you through those 10 principles of intuitive eating a little bit more in depth and shows you how to get started in that process. Perfect. We will totally link those things in the show notes. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Thank you for having me, Megan. It was a pleasure and joy to talk with you and your listeners today. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast. 
on Instagram at she lives purposely and to rate and review us wherever you're listening. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you. Go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.